Hey guys, you guys want to go to Banner's Bar tonight? Dude, there's no way they're going to let you back in there after what happened last time. What are you talking about? Well, you said Hulk shit and then dropped a big deuce in the middle of the floor. I thought that was at Applebee's. No, there was already poop on the floor when we got to the Applebee's. Yeah, I thought you would know your own shit a little better. Welcome in to the Bro Four Squad podcast, where we are just a bunch of bros drinking beer and watching TV and movies. I'm your host, the Mayor Jeff Hornacek. This is our review of She-Hulk Attorney at Law, Episode 1. Thank you so much for checking us out. Before we get into the four Bro Four Squad criteria to review this episode, let us go around and meet the fellow bros. We begin in the lab with the scientist, our own Dr. Brian Banner. Banner, I don't think I've ever actually referred to you as doctor. You do have your PhD though, right? I mean, I wear a scope. No. What's the difference? That's, that's basically a, a PhD. That's half of it. <laughs> At least half, yeah. Uh, next we go to the American hero, Nate Thurmond. Nate, is it true that you also have a collection of stethoscopes that you sell to people on Amazon for $11 each? Uh, yeah. yeah I mean, it's kind of disappointing because over the past year we've had to raise prices a little bit. I want to keep it under 10 bucks, but with inflation and everything, we had to go up to 11 bucks. So the only business has dropped in- off a little bit, but we're, we're doing okay. Wait, sure. we're, we're testing wait, 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 the price. Hold on. I bought mine from you for 30. Yeah, that's the friend. That's the friend price. So it's different. Oh. It's a different stethoscope. Makes sense. Makes yeah, you sense. only get the price if you're a friend, so you should feel special. <laughs> I hope you like it. I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> all right. Here on the Bro 4 Squad podcast, as we uh, mentioned off the top, we review all of our TV episodes using the four Bro 4 Squad criteria, and that is the acting in the episode, the story of the episode, our favorite scenes, and then a fan favorite, or maybe just our favorite and we speak on behalf of the fans, is the theories and questions for the series going forward. Let us begin right off the top, of course, the pilot, or I guess first episode of this series. The acting and cast uh, actually had a pretty small collection of characters, at least where we got anything of note from them. But, uh, Nate, we'll start with you first. What did you think of the performances and the actors in the first episode of She-Hulk, Attorney at Law? Yeah, like you said, it was kind of a small sample size for people who actually got any anything to really dig our teeth into, but... Um, I mean, is is mainly throughout the throughout the whole episode, you're just going to be getting Mark Ruffalo and uh, the introduction of Tatiana Maslany. Um, but I, I thought they played off each other well. Um, it, it is kind of weird, and there's like a trend going on. You even you especially saw it in Thor: Love and Thunder. They're making everyone just like a comedian, basically. I mean, everyone is cracking jokes all the time. I mean, there's always been humor in the Marvel, but it's kind of going more in that direction i don't know if i'd i wouldn't necessarily say i'm against it it's just different like how pointed they're doing doing this but it's um, the, the one thing i would say you know when like you're uncomfortable and like you laugh at something 
Yeah. Right? Even though it might not be funny. It's almost like if Marvel is unsure on how to approach a character or a series, they're just like, well, just add more jokes and it'll maybe cover up for the fact that we might not. I don't want to say have a lack of direction, but don't really know how to dip the audience's toes into what we're about to show them. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. And that's a problem. That's a problem. We'll get to that in a second, Banner. Uh, but, I mean, the biggest person in this that we got introduced to was, was Tatiana. And uh, I thought she did did great. I, I was a fan of her from, um, I think, last year, Perry Mason. She was in that um, with Michael Reese. Um, she kind of He's played great, like yeah. eccentric. It, it was a very different change of pace playing She-Hulk in a – Disney plus Marvel series coming from kind of an eccentric um, religious type um, in Perry Mason. But I, I thought she transitioned well. I, I, I was a fan of her character and how she was kind of portraying and leaning into the Hulk persona. But um, there wasn't too much there um, to really comment, but I liked it. Banner, how about you? Uh, yeah, I thought she did great with what she was given. Um, and Ruffalo, you know what you're going to get with Ruffalo. He's, he's been doing this character long enough that he's not going to change it. But I do have a fucking problem with Smart Hulk. I, I don't like, I've, I've decided Smart Hulk sucks. Um, I think that the whole allure, maybe this is getting into story or something else. I don't know, but I'm going to talk about it now because it's my, <laughs> what we want. Um, I, I think that. The biggest thing, at least in my mind, what's so appealing about Bruce Banner and Hulk is that when you have Bruce super smart working on whatever, you always know that this like crazy monster and Hulk is right there on the cusp just trying to get out. The whole time, Bruce is trying to hold that in. Well, now that they're mixed, it's what you don't really have a character anymore, right? There's There's no tension. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing compelling about it. Okay, cool. You have a, a big, smart green monster and that's it and i think that having that character smart hulk teaching jennifer waters how to uh be a hulk it doesn't work why doesn't it work it just because because his whole thing is i have to keep hulk away i have to keep him suppressed right i have to control him whereas she doesn't have to do that and how is he, how do you teach that if you aren't doing it yourself? You're not practicing that. Well, I think your point – I get the point you're making. I don't think it's what we saw here. So your point is the whole interesting part of the Hulk is when he's at odds with Banner, right? And yeah. he's – it's sort of like the Frankenstein's monster, right? Like the, the big fear of him is like we don't want to see him. You're, I think you're right and you're wrong. Banner is not an interesting character anymore now that him and the Hulk are merged. However – because him and the Hulk are merged, he's the perfect character to teach Jennifer Walters how to handle her newfound abilities. Yeah, I don't, because I don't he really now has. Yeah. Go ahead. So you're right, but you're also not right. If that makes sense. I mean, fifty percent—that's better than I did in high school. So I'll take it. If that's a batting average, you're in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Greatest of all time. You're right. I think Hulk is boring as hell as Smart Hulk. As much as I love Ruffalo. But he is the perfect and only person to teach Jennifer Walters how to manage her abilities now that yeah, she is full. I suppose. I, I got off track there. I guess I jumped the gun a little bit. They both <laughs> did. They both acted great. They did exactly what they needed to do. No, no qualms at that. Moving on to story. Let's reverse it like two and a half minutes. 
say everything I just said, and we'll pick back up. Okay. Uh, I didn't really have anything else to add to acting and cast. I love Mark Ruffalo in the MCU. All my issues are going to be here in story because this to me, like we have not gotten much Hulk in the MCU since his solo film. I think we can all agree he has been, although he's had some cool moments in terms of any sort of story, he's really kind of been cast aside. So this to me was probably the most screen time we've had of him actually, or, or at least him being important or having a role of consequence in something. That's telling I know his own story. Correct. And I, I mean that more in terms of screen time and bandwidth he's given, because obviously he plays a big role in Endgame, but it really kind of felt like they just, it made more plot sense to have the Hulk do what he did than it did uh, being something that was earned in the movie. All right, let's just move on to story and plot, unless anyone else has anything they want to add. No, not really. Okay. We've only got two people, and one of them we've loved, but we've seen a ton of before. So yeah. the story and plot in the premiere episode, according to IMDb, very short synopsis. It says, Jennifer Walters' world is turned upside down after a freak accident leaves her with superpowers. Let me say this. I understand in a series the need, especially at this stage in the Marvel Universe, to just want to get into the meat and potatoes. And I understand Mark Ruffalo probably said, I'll do two episodes of this thing. And we can't afford to have the Hulk just because of the expensive CGI in it too much. But to me, especially the first 15 minutes of this thing, felt like they went, they just really glossed over some important things to the character here. And the, I mean, it just seems really sloppy and poorly paced her becoming She-Hulk, even especially yeah. through the flashback method they told it. Now, I loved all the character stuff and the interaction between Banner and Walters, but... I couldn't help feel a little bit cheated or it almost felt like real. I know it wasn't because it's a six episode series, but it felt like it was butchered on the editing room floor, the way that they just kind of speed through her whole origin. Like it seems like really clumsy that like the blood accidentally drips into her in the comics. It's a blood transfusion to save her life. And this it's like, whoops, I tripped and fell as I was pulling you out of the car. Now I'm a she Hulk. And I felt that I felt, I felt the same way. Like it was just so, storybooked and like like you could tell exactly where oh hey be careful i'm bleeding okay well i see what's gonna happen here okay cool that's how you're gonna that's how you're gonna get her to be a hulk it was it was a bit hokey it was weird and i'll get into this in theories and questions but like the sakarian ship just like randomly showing up in the street and then not being talked about again in the pilot episode and that's really the entire catalyst that she becomes she hulk i was like really now granted i love the other character stuff so much that i was able to look past some of that but Thinking about it after I saw the episode, it kind of bothered me more than I realized at the time. Brian, what I'm did you think? I'm, I'm sorry, Nate. Oh, no. I was just going to say, I'm sure there something will be explained about that later. I, and if there isn't, that will put a huge hole in the series for me. But anyways, go ahead, baby. Right. Okay, here's, here's, here's something that I just thought of. The beginning of this episode, for, for the most part, of, of anything of substance, is the Sakarian ship showing up. Do you remember the last time that we had a Disney Plus Marvel show and we were like, holy shit, what the fuck is going on here? What does that mean? When Ethan Hawke walked on the glass, what the fuck was that about? We never we never learned it. So Don't tell me that. Why just a Sakarian ship showed the fuck up? Didn't he talk about how like there was some religion that he followed just where stop. you had to start okay. every morning off with stop. pain? Stop. <laughs> uh, it's not actually asking. I don't. I don't think I know that there's you have to explain how she became She-Hulk and 
you have to explain how she got back into the courtroom at the beginning of the show in the flashback way. And sure, Hulk is probably, or Bruce is probably the, the best person to teach her how to be that. But the, like, I'm better than you sister rivalry thing that they had going on was, was fun. And then it became not fun. Because there was too much of it or you felt like yeah, it, wasn't it was, it was, it was just thrown in our face. Like, I don't know. It didn't feel like he was really teaching her. It was like, Oh yeah, I just know how to do all this stuff. I don't know what it, why it took you 15 years to figure it out. I will say the emotional threads they pulled on, like everything that Banner dealt with during the snap and him losing Tony and I mean, that was all earned and I thought done really, really well. So to me, that was important. I don't know if it really served Jennifer Walter's story at all. Like, I don't know if she really necessarily learned anything from it, but it was cool for us as fans to see that. I liked the Sicarian thing. I'll get into in theories and questions at the end. Um, So and like Nate said, it will probably come into play later. But right now, all we have of the story, it it feels weird. But yeah, I would imagine it's something that we'll address. Although I'll just ask you guys this, and if this is a theory in question, then I guess we'll just say it now. But how much more Ruffalo slash Smart Hulk do you think we will get in this show? I think he'll show up again at the end, but I don't think he's actually going to have anything to do with this plot outside of teaching her how to be She-Hulk. In no, we've more than, seen. no more than 10 minutes of screen time. So how I think, Horns, you said this earlier. This is six episodes. Is that what it is? I'm seeing on IMDb that they're listed at nine. Okay, maybe it's nine then. I was just assuming because most of them have been six, but oh. that would make sense. I'll still stick with he only shows up in one more episode. And they may have it wrong on here, but it shows yeah, it shows him as listed in all nine episodes. I don't know how I really Yeah. That'd be fucking awesome. And it is and exciting. Tim Ross yeah, this is gonna be a completely Tim. different yeah. uh, this would be a completely different podcast next week if he's in all of them. Yeah. Um for for myself for plot and story yeah, it was there were some sloppy parts in it um the spaceship was weird like i said like we just talked about i bet there will be something coming back i don't know if i was a huge fan of breaking the third wall that was kind of or the fourth wall um was weird that was yeah, kind of weird like they could have just done it like flashback oh like two months earlier instead of this is kind of just playing to what they're doing and you're seeing a common theme like really putting a lot of comedy in there so she can talk to the camera and be funny. And then she gave that one weird look when they're at the bar that one time, I can't remember. She said something, but like looked at the camera. I was like, mm-hmm. it's kind of, kind of weird and off putting. Um, and then like, as they're going through the training and stuff, there are a few weird moments. Like she's Hulk. She doesn't know how to go back to Jen, but the next thing, you know, her and banner are sitting there cross legged, like trying to meditate or whatever. And then mm-hmm. and then they go into like the next morning and he's like, oh, you go back to Jen when you sleep. I'm like, she was already Jen, though. What happened there? Like, you're just now realizing yeah. this. she was already There's it didn't it didn't make sense at all. How did you guys feel? Because I actually liked it a lot because now we get the Hulk that I want to see. But the fact that her DNA was kind of the missing piece he needed to repair his arm. I thought that was cool. Yeah. I was fine with that. Yeah. I thought that worked. So really him well. as Smart Hulk, because he begins as Banner, and he says he's like, use this contraption to turn himself back into Banner and keep Smart Hulk at bay till he can fix his arm. 
So what are we to assume he can do now? Can he go back and forth as he pleases, or is he stuck as Smart Hulk again because of the injection of her DNA? I think he's just stuck as Smart Hulk. He's happy. He's happy with where he's at. He can control it. He can use the benefits of Hulk strength and and all that. But he still has his mental capacity of Banner. Yeah, I think I think this is ultimately what he has wanted. That that balance between Hulk and Banner, and Smart Hulk is that balance. As much as I don't like it. They earned it and, and went that route. Yeah. Yeah. That works. Uh, and then a few more things that I, that I had notes on. They like are throwing in, throwing in some weird like adult humor and adult content in here that. Oh, my just, gosh. Has, it's just is weird. The furthest they've pushed the, the raw. And trust me, this is we're the demo for it. But is yeah. this the raunchiest jokes they've pushed in like, like I'm trying to think of maybe some Guardians of the Galaxy stuff. Like she flips him off while she's falling off the cliff. They say dick move to each other twice. I'm like, that's hmm, that's kind of weird. And trust me, watch plenty of trashy and raunchy shit. So I'm not opposed to it. It's just weird how they're filling it in and like throwing like bullshits and all this, all this kind of stuff. I guess I don't know what the tone is yet. And until I have and, and maybe it's just because we've only had one episode, but and maybe I just misjudged the trailers, which could be my own fault. But I'm with you. Yeah, I was a little bit, like, not. Well, not and then you had the whole, shocked. the yeah. whole end credit scene. Oh, and then that's <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other thing. That I mean, we can talk just about of anything. Yeah. yeah, talk about losing his virginity and then alluding to her saying "fuck" at the end. Yeah. Um, I'm not was, mad yeah. about any of it. Not mad about any of it. Just, and like, I know it was it, weird. I know Horns, Horns was kind of like, I don't know, like, I don't know what to say. I don't know how I feel. Like, that's how I am. Like, I'm not opposed to it. It's just a little off-putting, like, coming from where it's coming from. I guess with anything, if they're consistent with it, like, if this tone holds throughout the yeah. series, it'll probably be fine. But in the beginning, like, when it kind of comes as a bit of shock, but we will acclimate to it if the show, you know, sticks to it and, and has a commitment to it. Yeah. And uh, the last thing I had on a plot and story was – not the end credit scene, but just the last scene of the show. Hated it. I thought it felt so contrived and so last uh, second uh, and sloppy. Was, was that like her she, saying, now I'll deliver my closing argument? After yeah, she's she, in the courtroom, and then all of a sudden this other superhero just busts through the wall randomly and starting like, that's how we're revealing this? Like, did you forget you have to, like, you might want to reveal in the first episode, like, she's out to the public and, like, oh, shit, we need to put in a 30-second scene here. What do we do? <laughs> it just yeah. didn't seem like she – this person like kool-aid mans the wall like why was she break <laughs> she didn't even know who she hulk was or, or jennifer or jen was right so like and, why did she go into that courtroom I don't and know. jamila jamil as titania when she was cast i was like really i think she's like a fucking rapper or something and i'm not gonna judge her before i've seen her but like i've had my i've been worried about the villain of this series because yeah. people have said that it's not abomination that jennifer walters is going to represent him and titania is actually gonna be the villain which i'm like yeah. Dude, give me Tim Roth over really like ninety percent of actors in the world, not Jamila Jamil. But we'll see. If she's a if she's a rapper, I need to look her stuff up. I know I know her from The Good Place. She was in that with Kristen Bell. Okay, maybe that's I'm gonna yeah. confuse someone else. But yeah, uh, her, her credentials, her costume and her wig were horrible too. I thought. Yeah, it was bad. We gotta figure that. Out. We've gotta figure it out. Banner, anything else before we move on to best scene? Uh, no. 
All right, well, I'll just toss it right back to you. Banner, what was your favorite scene in the episode? You have to pick one. I don't care how much you didn't like it. <laughs> um, as much as I didn't like it, the fight where they ended up landing and breaking the uh, bar, that was really well done. I mean, it looks real. It looks like fucking Hulk and She-Hulk fighting in the jungle. Yeah, and also served character and story purpose as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, I don't, I don't like it, but... They they stuck with it. They're not jumping back and forth. I just don't like it. Jeff, Jeff, did you have a different best scene than that one? <clears throat> um, I had. I'm I'm always a, so people like hate exposition in shows and movies. Like it's fucking lazy. I love when you tell me what I'm supposed to know, and especially when it's done tactfully. The whole like really lab intro scene where uh, Jennifer, I can't remember if she like woke up in the Mexican resort and then went straight there, or if her and Banner had talked before she... No, I think she just walked down there and met him, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but him explaining that this is where he spent the blip, trying to basically learn to coalesce or coexist with the Hulk, um, and kind of what he said in the diner scene at Endgame, where he was like, for years I've been treating Hulk like he was a disease, but then I realized he was part of the cure. That, and then the emotional stuff with Tony. Like, Tony used to claim... He was always going to come and take this place back. And yeah, uh, like the science he helped me build it. Well, time. really, he just drank scotch in the corner. <clears throat> right. Yeah. I just love that stuff. And even though I know it was it was very expository, like a little bit clunky at times where it's like, oh, my God, dude, we get it. You're like <laughs> some poor screenwriter was like, hey, dude, you have like one page and we need you to explain everything. Like and it has <laughs> to somehow feel like a, an organic conversation that two cousins would have after a really traumatic experience. <laughs> but to me, that just worked. And I thought the CGI, especially with, like, Ruffalo, um, like, the way that he would emote as Smart Hulk, I mean, dude, that is fucking really good. There were some clunky moments in when they were fighting, but I don't think anyone can argue that when he, when it's, like, a close-up of him talking, yeah. like, it conveys his emotion very well. And that's probably why Ruffalo loves this role so much, because it's like he's really giving a performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and in, like the, in way the lab scenes, that's what... That's where I could really tell and like really focus on the CGI and it stood out like how good it was and like the detail and that you're Banner talking would, about. Banner would know more about this. He's the ILM guy. But the scene after that, too, where he's talking and like making the drinks in the bar, like there's some really difficult like animated shots in terms of the lighting, like he's dipping in and out of the sunlight. Dude, there was and like shooting and stuff. I'm not 100 percent convinced that that entire thing was animated. Like, it, it it all looks real, but then also, like, how do you... You have to draw all of that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think there was any... I think there's very, very little practical shots on this. Yeah, I don't know what would be easier. If you had them mocap on a green screen set, or if you had them on a practical physical set, and then you did the an- animation of their face and enlarged them? Like, I'm not sure, but... Yeah. Whatever it was, it looked good. Yeah, it was it was it was good enough where I couldn't tell, and I was leaning towards this was all 100 percent real, like in my mind. Obviously, I know it's you, not. But. And if you would have told me that we're going to get a nine episode, now that I know it's nine episodes, uh, Hulk series, I would have said like, oh well, they're probably going to try and uh, you know pull their punches and give us as little of the actual Hulk moments as they can, just because of how expensive it is. Yeah. And at least for the pilot episode, I mean, we had almost as much Hulk as we've had in all of in all of Endgame in terms of screen time, right? Yeah, quite a bit. 
So that was wild. Yeah, it was like a yeah thirty eight minute episode, and I mean he was probably on there for thirty minutes. Yeah, in a lot of 30 minutes. So all right, who didn't say their best scene? Sorry, I forgot who I went to first. Uh, me, but it was the same as Banners. Um, I thought yeah the uh, the choreography of that and everything it looked great. Them fighting and it, like you guys were saying, it it helped to kind of push forward the plot as well and, and resolve some things. Um, which it resolved one of the things I kind of had an issue with, like Hulk really pushing, like you're a superhero now, you like have no choice. That's mm-hmm. that's it. And he even knows like it was an accident. She didn't choose this, which he didn't choose either. But like I didn't like how he was so pushy about it and saying like you have to do this now. You have to save the world. Like no, I I have a choice. I I don't have to do that. So so that that fight really brought it together, and that's they obviously they they broke into the the bar at the end. But that's when he finally came to the realization and said, if you want to go back, that's fine. Um, they basically just duked it out and then kind of settled their differences and it, it helped move the plot forward. Yeah. And I, I feel like there could have been a, uh, a more tangible resolution to that as opposed, it, it really just kind of, and this is, I mean, how a lot of fights actually end, but instead of like them actually coming to common ground, they were both kind of like, all right, I said some shit I didn't mean, but like, I still kind of am dug into my original thought. Yeah. She was even like, I'm sorry. I said some like mean stuff, but it's like all true. And he's like, Jesus, even your apology is like not you apologize. <laughs> no. <laughs> Which we all know people like that. I said some stuff. I know you said some fucked up stuff. So <laughs> are you apologizing for you or me? I don't know. Yeah, what do you don't don't say I said fucked up I'm stuff. I'm sure you probably want to say sorry, so I'll keep mine brief so that you can say sorry because you said yeah. some fucked up stuff. Yeah. The floor's yours. Go ahead. Banner, anything to add? No. All right, so are we good to move on to theories and questions? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so. My first question, and again, Nate saying this, I'm glad other people noticed it and have the same. Like, we're not pressing the panic button. It's too early for that. But the Sakarian ship coming in, uh, the previous time we have seen Bruce Banner prior to this show was, of course, the end of Shang-Chi and the post credit scene. So I'm wondering if the Sakarian ship is at all tied into that beacon that the Ten Rings were setting off. And my question is, it would be kind of, it'd be nice and very possible, I think, for those two things to end up connecting, if that makes sense. Anyone have any theories on that? It's a little early, I know, but. Yeah, that would be interesting. Um, I think the, the theory I'm kind of pulling on right now that I think holds the most weight for for that ship is going to be tied possibly back to the Grandmaster. Um because that's where you let we we've seen Hulk before as a as a gladiator more or less. He was um, his champion, yeah, yeah, the champion. Um, so maybe they're they're trying to find him again, um, reclaim him, or something like that. So maybe it is maybe we'll get a reintroduction to Jeff Goldblum as the Grandmaster coming in, or it could be one of his workers or minions that he sent out to to find him. So um, that kind of seems pretty plausible at this point yeah like if he located hulk maybe he's like hey can i pitch you on coming back to sakar yeah well or he's pissed because he left yeah yeah could be true yeah that could be now now you have things you you can set up something where which i don't know i know there's been some rumblings out there that hulk is going to get his own individual movie again uh but yeah i think universal loses the rights in november of this year okay is what i had read yeah so if that happens, you have right there, now you have your conflict in, in his standalone movie. 
you're just setting the seed now. Which I don't mm-hmm. know if I'd be okay with. Could that. we? Vayner, would it do? Would we do a World War Hulk or like a Planet Hulk? I, they already kind of did Planet Hulk and Ragnarok. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. That was a real sneeze. That was a rare on pod sneeze. We don't get many of those. Yeah. No, it came out of nowhere. Um. Yeah, I think they could do. I think they could do World War Hulk. I think that'd be cool. I think that's the uh, the leading theory uh, on the rumor mill on the internet these days is a world war hulk you know what i fucked up nate i actually didn't watch i think you and i normally watch the same guy who does like the episode yeah. recaps did you watch one for this yet or did you just watch? i did not okay. no i didn't get I'll to check that out yeah to watch that um but going going off of that i'll just throw this other theory out there that's kind of on the rumor mill as well um it could be hulk's son piloting the ship i guess his name is scar scott or something like that yeah. um but the, and hulk that comes in like when he was hulk he impregnated a chick yeah and in the comic books there's there's a whole story behind that um but being hulk, hulk son being on that on the ship um also plays into the whole world war hulk movie theory so there's a lot okay. of weight behind that one so a lot of people pushing for that very interesting. Yeah. Banner, how about you? We'll do round robin because I have like two more. Um, I just want to know what the main conflict of this show is. I yeah. Mean, that. So is it the Sicarian ship? Is that what we should be paying well, attention to? I, or is it the, the superhero at the end or, or villain at the end that just attacks a random ass courtroom for no apparent reason? Yeah. So what I got from the trailers... We know Wong shows up with Tim Roth and Abomination and Jennifer Walters. I don't know what the conflict is, but she is voluntold that she has to represent Emil Blonsky in some court case. And obviously she has conflict with him and her brothers. Well, and that doesn't make and you got to explain something to you because she's a prosecutor right now and then she's going to turn to a defense lawyer. So in the trailer for the show, there is a superhero legal team that's getting or legal what's practice that's getting formed and because she walks the line of both lawyer and superhero she is poached by them or headhunted by them uh, to okay. represent superheroes or supervillains i guess i i have a theory that kind of ties into this but i'll i don't want to interrupt whatever you were the thought process you were going on no there wasn't one okay so my can i go next or didn't we have course. any go for it so I think this is going to have huge implications to the Thunderbolts, which we're getting the cast announced at D23 on September 10th for that movie. I still believe the team will be Winter Soldier, Yelena Belova, um, U.S. Agent, and The Abomination. And I think part of this series, we know that Wong is working with Emil Blonsky as Abomination um, from um, Shang-Chi. I think they will sort of, it's a group of anti-heroes, of course, the Thunderbolts. And I think part of this will be uh, as part of Emil Blonsky's sentence, or I guess his rehabilitation in the show, they will ask him to work for the Thunderbolts team at the end of the series. Conveniently yeah. on like September 9th. Well, no, I think they'll announce the cast before we have that resolution. That will only be what, like episode four of the show. 
Uh, yeah, something like that. Look, guys, Baby Yoda healed people like three days before Rise of Skywalker came <laughs> out, but nothing is off the table. <clears throat> that is true. God, that was a fucking mess. Banner's never going to get over that, and I don't blame I'm you not. at all. And I no. and I love Grogu. I love the Mandalorian. I think it's all great. I just I can't like it's. So I picture. I picture Banner in theaters when Ray healed someone. He goes, oh, yeah, why not? Because we fucking learned about this three days ago. Star Wars is only <laughs> 60 years old. You can ask Cycli. <laughs> you can ask Cycli. Me and Cycli watched it together, and I go, are we really doing this? We figured this out literally, like, two days ago. <laughs> it's a direct just, quote. Just trying to stay consistent. We to use it. Yeah, we're just going to use it right away. So yeah, the Thunderbolts tie-in was my other thing. And I, I love how we're getting Wong in this. There's people who joke online, like, this is now the Wong cinematic universe, because he's like he's like the new Coulson, right? He's like connecting everything. Yeah. And but Benedict him and Wong, Coulson are like the same person in a great way. I love it. Benedict Wong had a really cool quote. I can't remember where I saw this. I think it was on like THR. They were like, how many times do you return to pay Wong? He's like, to play Wong. And he goes, if they keep paying the way they do, I will come back as many times yeah. as they want. <laughs> he probably made like $50,000 for like an hour and a half of work. <laughs> so, yeah, bro. Yeah. I'm good. I'm, uh... All right, Nate, what do you got? Um, I think my overarching question just for the whole show is, yeah, what direction are we going here? I don't... And just like as tonally far as, or in terms of plot yeah, totally, like not okay. not the the plot. I'm, I'm gonna be patient, see how that plays out. But um, yeah, tonally, just like we talked about earlier, like obviously throwing in some comedy, throwing in some more adult humor and things. Um, but yeah, I just don't know tonally like what they're trying to be. Um, so hopefully within a couple episodes we'll kind of get that get that hammered out. But right now it's just kind of put me in a weird spot not sure what they're trying to do here and i think it's throwing us for a bit of a loop because it is like i'm trying to think of the most levity or humor we've had in a disney plus show so far like what has been the funniest quote unquote hawkeye maybe probably but even this felt way goofier than hawk yeah campy to me yeah yeah very very tongue-in-cheek yeah, yeah. And since yeah, I mean, it's been Smart Hulk, that's Smart Hulk. That's kind of how they played Hulk. Which I don't like. And that's fair. Yeah, I don't have a problem with Smart Hulk. I get Art, it. I I've got a question, and I'm fine either way. I just don't see how you you can mold these two styles or these two types of shows. Is this going to be more of an action superhero show, or is this going to be more of like a in the courtroom, duking it out with your words, kind of a show like a Lincoln Lawyer uh, that was recently on Netflix. Is it going to so, be, be more in the in the courtroom, or is this and about court cases, or is this going to be more about fighting a villain? When this show was pitched and sold two years ago, Kevin Feige's quote, and this could change through production and everything, but he said it was going to be like Ally McBeal in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which would be more the courtroom procedural yes kind of tongue-in-cheek type show and if that's which is the funny case, that was that was robert Downey Jr.'s role after every really because i thought that was like your complaint was how campy it was that would be ally mcbeal no, no 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 not in the courtroom like not i don't know just 
move on. Wait, hold on. I missed what you said. Are you mad? So you're mad that they weren't not mad. Your complaint was they weren't in the courtroom enough in the first episode. Well, if that's what how the whole show is going to go, this episode isn't going to like the problem with this show so far, which I know is one episode. So this is going to be completely <laughs> fucking stupid. But this the, the this episode isn't going to fit with how they've sold the show and what's been in the trailers. But I mean, you have, you have to you have to have, have it to... because you have to explain how she becomes She-Hulk, right? Yeah. So what's what's the issue if you understand they have to have it? I just don't like it. I just don't like it. Would the complaint be worse if if this episode did or didn't exist? Because if it doesn't exist, you could be like, well, she's just fucking She-Hulk. And then and if it does exist, you're like, well, in the first it. episode, she just fucking becomes She-Hulk. It's like, well, I, what do you want? <laughs> they didn't, they, I don't know. I don't know what I want, but I'm not happy. <laughs> I think it's fair to say, and what we're all saying is like, we, we're not necessarily not down with the tone of the show we just don't know what it is yet we have we don't have yeah. enough of a sample size to see what it is yeah just just confused a little confused. and i don't do Inter- well when i'm confused huh no and that's I why i never liked moon knight for a single second no sorry moon knight are they coming out with the second sorry, season of that i don't know oh, yeah. probably because they'll probably they'll probably play it for death row inmates as a way to punish them that would work. You have to watch season two. They'll be like, just leave and inject me now. I don't want to watch that. Brutal. I have one more Hail Mary theory tying into nothing we saw this episode. But before I get to that, do any of you guys have anything else you want to add theories or questions? No, that's about all. For me. Uh, bringing her in, I think that on the table is Civil War Two. Yeah. Um, way, I mean, obviously way down the road. Sure. Which I liked the comics more than ninety percent of people. People hate the Civil War sequel, but I, I mean, yeah, it was. I think it's hard to like it because the original was so fucking good. Right, and the stakes just felt a lot lower. Sure. <laughs> because a lot of it was taking place like actually in a courtroom. It's basically Matt Murdock versus Jennifer Walters, who of yeah. course we're going to get him later. Excited for that, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, my only other theory, and I don't, this is just a feeling that I have because there's also a rumor this character will be physically in Black Panther Wakanda forever, but I think we will get a mention or possibly even, I don't think he'll be seen, but could be a part of the plot here, uh, a mention of Victor Von Doom in this series. And there was actually a rumor, Nate, you'll be interested to hear this especially, it's kind of been shot down now, but that Jason Siegel had been cast to play Ben Grimm, the thing in this series. Oh, wow. Which I would hate, even though I love Jason Siegel, but that's that not... That is a terrible fit. We are getting the Fantastic Forecast at D23, so that same weekend, September 10th. So we'll see. So what you, you were saying, you think we get a mention of Victor Von Doom? Yes, I believe, again, it's nice because as far as like MCU Easter eggs, if mm-hmm. there's all this, this, these litigious situations involving superheroes, like they could mention like, yeah, well, this guy's on the Victor Von Doom case. And, you know, like they can just fucking throw out heroes' names and it'd be a really cool way to just let us know that they exist in the MCU without actually like having to follow through on anything. Yeah, that'd be cool, a little Easter egg. And I'm sure they could mention some other guys. Like, I don't know, maybe, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, Charles Xavier wants a grant for some school he's trying to start or something. We don't ever have to see him. Yeah. That'd be cool. Or let's yeah. see him. I'm fine with that, too. Well, let's see him. Giancarlo Esposito has already campaigned for the role, so, of the boys and Mandalorian and Better Call Saul. That would be, uh, I'd I like, I love that. I think that'd be great I, for him. I'd love that, too. Be totally game yeah. for it. Bring it on. All right. Before we let the people go for episode one, any final thoughts, Banner? I, I, Banner, I feel bad for you because I feel like emotionally, like you want to like this so bad, it's not clicking yet for you, and you're you're very you're like a you're like Anakin, you're conflicted right now. Oh, I am. Yeah, for sure. I uh, I want to like it, but something is telling me like just stop trying to want to like it because I'm not going to. But I just, it's its too soon, it's too early. You know, I, I have faith in the MCU, but they are waning a little bit. I don't know if it's just superhero fatigue. I don't know if they're just biting off more than they can chew. You know, back in the early days of the MCU, everything was very thought out and very planned out. You know, this doesn't seem very thought out and very planned out. And maybe that was just this one episode. They had to get it out of the way to get that. The, you know, the, the things that we have to know in there and it's going to be smooth sailing from here. Yeah. I think it is a bit of oversaturation and coming from me, uh, like I'm the biggest MCU stand that exists. So for me to say that it's coming from a place of like hurts to say, but it's probably <laughs> true. Yeah. Nate, how about you? Closing thoughts? Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of confusing. Um, just as sloppy as it kind of seemed in some spots, um, sure. and rushed when we're, we're seemingly according to IMDb and what's out there, we're getting more episodes than a lot of other series got. So like we have time, take your time guys. You know, you don't have to put in a, a, a rushed way of her getting to be she Hulk of his blood dripping in from a random cut. And then like, a, especially if Ruffalo is actually in nine episodes, then my yeah. whole theory, completely out the fucking window because i would just assume that it was like an availability thing for him but yeah if that's not the case, then i have no defense and yeah and even as i'm kind of confused about the tone of the show i still liked it it, it was fun uh it was very entertaining um and i can take that away from it so i i trust at the end of this series i will come out liking it more than i do right now well let me ask this and this will be a good one i guess revisit next week but real quick so if the tone is consistent with the way it was this show, and it's like an Ally McBeal courtroom procedural sort of tongue-in-cheek type series, will you like that? Like, was the only issue here, like, we don't really know what the established tone is, or do we think we're going to have issues if that's what the tone is? Banner, you can go first. I would be completely fine with it. The problem is, is nothing was established, I think. Sure. I, and like I said earlier, I would be fine if it's more serious or more superhero-y. Or if it's more campy, Ally McBeal. I loved Ally McBeal. I think it was a great show back in the day. If you haven't seen it, it's worth a worth a visit. Um, so I'm fine with that. They just need to establish something. Sure, Nate. How about you? Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, if they kind of clamp down and go in one direction, one direction, I can be fine with that. Um, so we'll just have to wait and see for the Whatever coming it is, episodes. Commit to it, you know. Yeah is the point all right for the american hero nate thurman and the mad scientist brian banner i'm the mayor jeff hornacek and this is the bro four squad podcast 
Thank you guys for checking out our review of She-Hulk Attorney at Law Episode 1. We'll be here for the rest of the series. Look forward to joining you guys for it. Follow us on Twitter at Squad. You can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, pretty much anywhere you get your podcasts. If you type in Bro Force Squad as three separate words and find everything that we do on our website, BroForSquad.com. Till next time, we're getting sued by someone. Ben, do you know anything about this? It's got this letter. No. I don't know. That's like. Yeah. He's Good probably point. the one suing us, even though we pay him. <laughs> Damn it. We are going to definitely lose that. Can he do that? It, can he represent both sides? That way, he, no matter what, wins? I feel like there's a conflict of interest, but I'm not a lawyer. I know you lawyer. can do it if you're a realtor. Oh, well, that's, that's true, which is pretty fucked up, but crazy. <laughs> <laughs>